recorded live from Portland, Oregon. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Transamorous Network. I'm Perry. I'm Remy. And welcome to the show. And today we have cameras like Today we have a, and the cameras are shaking like a mug. Let's keep our hands Stop off. kicking off the table. <laughs> Today we have a great couple uh, out of Dallas, Texas. Woo, Texas. Jimmy Tiller, who was, uh, we had scheduled him to be on the show before, but he didn't quite make it. And his new partner, V, a trans woman he met six months ago. They're in a great relationship. And we're going to explore their their uh, relationship and their, their issues. And how they, they got have, there. And how they got there and their perspectives on being trans and trans attracted. So welcome to the show, Jimmy and B. Hi. Hello. Good. Really nice you? to see you guys today. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. So just just to clarify for the audience, um, Jimmy's a little hard of hearing. So if there's a little bit of difficulty or awkwardness seeming in the show today, it's it's because of that. We're just dealing with that hearing situation. So no problem there. So so Jimmy, um, tell us how you guys met. Well. Um, we tell, we have a story. We have two versions. Which one do you want to know? The one that you want to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> the one that um, you want to tell the world. <laughs> basically, uh, I was happened to be in the trash, in the dumpster, and then he was dumpster diving, basically. We were telling everybody that. And it's, it gets it gets funny, but, you know, it's, this morning I was just tired, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually was... Uh, uh, we were both looking for long-term relationship online, and did find each other on Craigslist. Craigslist, all places. Uh, it's see. possible. It's it absolutely is, it possible. Is possible. Absolutely yeah. possible. It's been possible for me for ten years, but you know, it's just a matter of luck. And I really, I just, I don't know what to say, but you know, uh, it's about the right person coming uh, at the right time. Yes, at the right time, because. I mean, there's just another day that I was posting ads, and I was, uh, I was, you know, looking to for 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 some random stuff, mostly just you know, just conversation. Sometimes it's you know, just some random. No. Sometimes I have a conversation. We sometimes it's <laughs> and then that day, I just feel like I want a relationship, so I just posted an that. Nice. <laughs> so what were you, V? What were you doing before um, you met you met Jimmy? As, as my job? Yeah, yeah, as your job and your lifestyle and things like that. I, um, I'm actually a nurse. I work night shift, and so I, I just, like, I call myself a vampire because I always sleep during the day and wake up at night. So no social life whatsoever. I have, like, maybe five friends. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need. My dad always told me you can count your true friends on one hand. <laughs> And they are, uh, and I have lots of coworkers, and they're wonderful. But you know, I haven't actually gotten close to them until I start coming out. And then there's some people approach me, and you know, and or, or partially, you know, also because I've been correcting them about the pronoun stuff. But you know, that's beside the point. Um, they have been contacting me and said that, hey, you know, you, I see changes, something's happening, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and how about how about your dating situation? What were you doing with regards to finding men, or were you not interested at that time? Oh, I was 
Very interesting. <laughs> now, what about you, Jimmy? What were you doing up until before you guys met? Okay. I had been in a, uh, you know, a long-term relationship, uh, and uh, when it ended, after some time, I decided that I would open up my dating pool um, to, uh, you know, not just cisgender women, but trans women. After, and I really didn't think much about it because. On some of the, the dating sites or apps, it didn't really offer that for an option. Yeah. Um, but me and my uh, my friends at work were talking about it, the guys that I worked with. Um, and, uh, you know, it just came up. And, and I was like, you know, I I said, I'd give it a try, you know, and, and see. And, um, you know, it was interesting because they were all very supportive of it, you know, when I, when I actually did uh, meet a trans woman and started dating her. Um, it was, it was really cool. Uh, but it was just came up conversation. Like, you know, uh, what, what do you think about, you know, trans women? What kind of work were you doing at the time? At the time I was working for, a, uh, for another company doing uh, organic landscaping and things okay. like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, since then I worked for a, uh, a company as a tower climber. Okay. So yeah, ever since she's known me, I've been working as a tower climber. All right. So, so Jimmy, what... So um, tell us about how you discovered being trans-attracted. It sounds like you were in a long-term relationship with a, a cis woman. When did you yes. discover your trans-attraction, and how did you negotiate coming out around that? I, I can't say that there's ever really a aha moment that I was that I knew that I was attracted to uh, trans women. I just always view them as any other women, um, you know. And you know, and honestly, I. I a lot of times I probably wouldn't have even known if I had met one, you know. Um, so uh, after having the conversation with friends and then looking at the dating apps or whatever I was using where it wasn't an option, Craigslist was like the only thing that I knew at the time. I didn't know about the Plenty of Fish. Not Fish, but uh, OkCupid had that option. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I looked on there as well and, uh, you know, met, met uh, my first... Uh, trans woman that I dated uh, for a few months and had, I learned a lot, had a great time. It was very eye-opening and, you know, and, you know, really learned a lot, you know, hearing the stories and, you know, the, the, the positive things and the negative things, you know. So, and that's why I continued to, after we had uh, went our separate ways, to uh, continue to include trans women in my dating pool. And then I, I met V and she's a lot of a fun, she's you know, she's funny, she's a, a jokester. You know, not uh, right now. I'm feeling nervous. But okay, besides the point. She doesn't have the upper hand now, so <laughs> so but, but, uh, so so how long were you in that long term relationship? Um I was actually five years and we had a son together. Oh, okay. And and yeah. you and you were aware of trans women then? Oh yeah, I was. I mean I you know, and I would watch documentaries or um, you know, shows and stuff here and there that whenever they came up on Netflix or whatever. Um, and up until that time, I, I wasn't aware. My only experience with a trans person really had been a, uh, a trans man that I worked with at one of the, uh, when I was working in uh, animal control. And uh, it, was, it was really cool. He was part of the team, you know, we, we had a you know, good time. And actually, but my first experience with a trans person 
uh, eventually he stole my credit card. <laughs> then he got, then he got mm-hmm. fired. But uh, right. Mm-hmm. But it was you know, um, but yeah, it's all in the past or whatever. I wasn't mad or anything. It just something that happened, and my employers at the time went on a witch hunt for him. You know, and I was just like, oh, I was like, it's not that big a deal. You know, I got. I mean- you know what I think right now? Because at that point, you know, trans woman, it, it, ha- it happens to be a guy. It's the same situation. There's no difference between women's uh, trans women, man, trans man, basically. You know, oh, it depends on the person. Right, That's it what, depends on the person, cis, trans, or other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some people are just fucked up and need a little help. <laughs> <laughs> it never, it never, even though that was my first known ex- you know, right. trans part, it didn't affect how I... Well, that's good. It didn't hurt you. You know. Now, how long have you two been together? Six months. All right. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. Good luck on another six months. Well, that's that honeymoon period. Yeah. I I still love this guy. Nice. Nice. We we still tolerate each other very well. (laughs) Tolerate. Still. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanna I wanna keep asking um, Jimmy some questions because the because of the guys who because of the guys who participate in in our in watching our shows and how important it could be for the guys to see someone like you, Jimmy, who is um, so comfortable with who he is. So when you were did your wife or did your long term partner know that you were interested in trans women? Um, she, I can imagine that she probably had an idea that I was open to, you know, to it. I mean, I never, you know, I never really was like, oh, you know, I'm interested in this or that, but I think she knows the kind of person that I am. You know, I grew up in a very diverse family as well. And, uh, you know, so I guess if you, if, if you know me for that long, you know that I'm just the kind of person that I'm not. You know, I'm I'm just very open, and you know, I guess that's all I have to say about it. Yeah. So, so you yeah. didn't you didn't have any? There wasn't a period like we hear with some men where you were um, nervous or shy or embarrassed or shame feeling about your attraction to trans women. No, and um, when I first started dating uh, my my first trans girlfriend. Um, I was immediately, you know, my, told my friends, told my family, uh, you know, I wasn't afraid to, uh, you know, I even hashtag trans amorous on my Facebook for a while, you know, while I was in a, nice, you know, nice, nice. And, um, you know, I, I owned it immediately. You ain't gonna come. You ain't gonna step up to me. You, if, you, exactly. if you have a problem, you ain't gonna step up to me. Well, so what's the, the problem? He looks like someone who can handle himself. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One question though: Did you notice any decrease in your friends' number? Oh, good question. Did you lose friends? As far as losing friends, the only time that happened is when I split up with my ex. But um, and that was before mm-hmm. you know me mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, actually, I was very surprised at how supportive were uh, some of my friends because I have friends on uh, that are very uh, right wing, 
you know, and I was I was in the military for eight years, so I got some, you know, some very uh, gung ho type, uh, hardcore right, you know, wing, and I was actually surprised at how supportive a lot of them were, you know, when when they seen it, you know, they'd actually come on and make comments like, "Hey, proud, happy for you," um, you know. So actually, I was surprised. I didn't really lose. Not that I noticed. I didn't lose any friends. Honestly, Jimmy, I'm surprised at that too. I was, I mean, I see people who are always posting like right wing stuff on their Facebook all the time, everything else. And then, you know, I'll see that they're liking our pictures and, you know, our, our statuses and, you know, comments, stuff like that, you know, and as with my, uh, the first, uh, trans woman I dated, they, you know, when she had posted a thing about how, you know, we were dating and that, you know, I'm unapologetically, uh, you know, trans amorous and this and that, you know, and they would like it and, you know, make nice comments, and so, you know, I think, I think that, uh, I think it's probably something that you probably, I feel like it's something you shouldn't fear losing friends, because I didn't, you know, yeah. and, you know, especially, you know, even if you got a lot of military brothers, you know, I think that you're going to find that they're more supportive than anything, you know? you know. I've heard some really interesting stories like that. I have, I know a trans woman who was ex-military, and she was from part of the bomb squad. Mm-hmm. And all of her unit or whatever you guys call them, uh, they're all they're all like, that's their sister now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's interesting because that's the same experience I've had with with my friends from the Marines. As as I've as I've been more vocal with who I am on the internet, they've been okay with it. As far as I can tell, no one's really said anything negative about it. But it just it surprises me because Jimmy, it it's it. <coughs> I I you live in this is we're reaching you in Texas, right? Dallas, Texas. Okay, so yeah, so in you know Texas, in my mind, has a certain image, <laughs> and and you know when when he mentions conservative people, I mean I've got conservative friends from the military who are who are still open-minded about me, but, you know, we have these stories about conservative people. And then when you add to that conservative military people, and then when you add to that conservative military people who might live in Texas, and you got a certain kind of person in your mind, you know, someone who's not necessarily going to be very tolerant. That's my story anyway. (laughs) And so so that's a similar story to mine. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's the, that's why I, I express surprise because it just seems like in Texas, there would be um, less acceptance of someone like Jimmy. But then again, Nikki... Nikki I was going to say, Nikki and, and uh, William, William live in Texas, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And Mari... We'll Mar- meet them someday. Oh, you yeah. haven't met them? Yeah. No. No, we, we uh, plan to check out their... Uh, Go to their coffee shop. Hey, as soon as we can get to Houston. Yeah, yeah. How far is Houston from Dallas? Don't look at me. I don't know. Four hours. Four hours. Oh, okay, okay. Because it, it, it would seem like, wow, you're in the same state. Go over and make friends. It's a big ass state. But it's a big yeah. state. It's a big ass we, state. We can message them on Facebook and stuff. And, okay. you know, they're pretty stuff. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and as, as far as friends, like, uh, you know, I have friends that I do know that, you know, they feel differently about it than, 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 I, than I, I, we do, but they're still very respectful and very accepting of it as well, you know? It's. Yeah. Like I said, it's, you know, you can't force everybody to feel the way you feel. You know, you got to respect each other's opinions. But, um, well, but like I said, uh, you know, the fact that they still respect, respectful, still my friends, you know, one of my my best friends even. And, 
you know, it, it's great. You know, it's a great, great experience. So when we when we talk on the on our in our content on the show and on our Facebook program, we talk about how when two people in this context, like a cis trans relationship, when they both are accepting of who they are, not only do their friends tend to want tend to accept them more. But their relationship seems to go better and there's less drama because you're both on the same page around accepting who you are. And not giving a damn what other people think. And not caring what other people think, yeah. And so, V, I want to ask you, when you, when you first um, – this, so is your, is your story typical of – maybe this is a typical, but I'm going to say typical. Typical of the trans experience where you knew you were trans at an early age? Depends on how you knew. I I mean I I know I like to dress up. I know I like to do a lot of things girly, but like, yeah, I was just thinking, hey, maybe I'm just a gay a gay boy, you know. And then I lived my life as a gay boy, and it's like I'm not happy. I am not happy. And um, nobody really, nobody even in my friend circle, in my inner friend circle, knows that I all this. I I keep it very well to myself. For the first thirty years of my life, little way I live. Um, for my mom, for my family, you know, for my friends. And it's an Asian culture thing. And um, I feel like, you know, it's I'm turning 30. I, I, I'm doing something finally for myself. And this is the thing that feels most liberating to me. And it's I'm just going based upon feeling. Really, you know, who knows? When I was in my 20s, I don't know stuff. I promise you that. When you're you're in your twenty, I'm sure you don't know stuff. There's a lot of things you don't know. You're exploring your feelings, and it's all about feelings. Think of all the moments. Yeah. So yes. so in, they're so cute. They are so cute. <laughs> so in your early so in your early years, you were living to kind of fit in with the Asian culture, and then right. like, and to appease friends and family. Appease friends and family. And so when did you, and you said at 30, you decided you weren't going to do that anymore. This is more, most comfortable for you. Did you notice a change in the people around you? Like, did they immediately accept you or, okay, so what happened? Yeah. I have been effeminated. I, 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 uh, my English. I have been a, an, an effeminated person, a feminine person. Since I was young, I mean, it, when the fact that it, it came out the way it is, it, it's not a surprise to a lot of people. It, it's shocked for my inner friend circle, probably because um, they don't know, and I didn't tell them, I kept it to myself. And it's, um, you know, in a way, uh, when, when you're so close with somebody and they didn't tell you exactly what's going on with the daily life, just because, you know, I'm in, deep down inside me, I'm trying to dismiss everything. Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'll leave. Everybody live all the time. There's a feminine boy. I just don't feel the same way anymore when I'm turning 30. I guess, like, the older you get, the more, the less tolerance you get. Sounds like a similar situation. Yeah, very similar. I can you relate. Wanna, you want to tell your, a little bit about your story? Well, I, it sounds like a kind of similar story to myself. I didn't live for family or anything like that. I mean... I came out as gay at 13 and yeah. lived, lived as a gay boy for 20 years, you know, until I was 33, until I got to a point where I was like, I don't feel like a gay man anymore. Transgender feels like it fits with me. And I started to really begin the transition. And um, yeah, so it's kind of that similar story of, of living to a point and then you're like, 
that doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah. It was okay for what it was at the time, but now it's, I'm different. I'm more, I'm not 25 living a 25 year old life. I've learned, I've gained, I've grown. Right. And now, yeah. now I'm in my thirties. I was 33, mm. you know, and, <laughs> um, it was time to really figure out exactly who I was and how I was going to spend the rest of my life, you know, and, and a gay man wasn't part of that anymore. And the funny thing is like, you know, that I did never really come through until, until, um, you see more exposure on the media, like Caitlyn Jenner or, you know, that kind of stuff. The exposure really helps me cross over that boundary because I feel like it's, it's something that can come true to me. Before, when I was a teenager, that, I mean, I've seen, like, I've seen trans women in my country, and I was like, wow, they're, they're, they're nice. So, like, how did they do that? That's awesome. I would never, I could never do that. I could never live that life like that. Because so many people that will be like, oh, my God, shock if I do that kind of stuff. But now, I just like, I'm 30. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let, so let's um, don't be cussing and shit up in here. So <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit. So some some people some some people would say that what you two just expressed, V and Rip, sounds like you guys were making a choice. So how how would you how do you, how would you respond to that kind of a statement? Well, for me personally, I wouldn't. It wasn't a choice, you know, it, it's, a, again, like she said, it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. It was a feeling. And, you know, I was sitting on the bus one day and I was all dressed up and all, you know, feeling cute and feeling pretty. And I don't remember how the thought, maybe I saw some gay boys on the bus or something like that. And I was like, doesn't, I can't relate anymore. Mm. I can't relate. And if I go to, a, um, a I went to a party with a girlfriend of mine for her gay brother and he had all his gay friends there, and I felt out of place. Like, I didn't feel like I could relate to them anymore the way I would have a year before that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It was it was different. My feelings, my who I am has changed. It, it's, it's not a choice. I mean, the choice is to act upon and make the transition. Yeah. That was my choice, to actually follow through with yeah. it yeah. and live the life I want to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was a feeling within myself. I I could not identify as a man anymore. Even a gay man. Even a gay man. Right. Even in a pretty boy, effeminate gay man. I couldn't 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 fit anymore. And V, what about you? It's it's the it's the journey of self discovery because um when you like I said, when you're in your twenties, you don't know a lot because you haven't experienced a lot in life. You haven't seen a lot, and once you experience a lot, you just know your inner self more than everybody else, and you're the only one that can make the decision. Not anybody else. Not my family. Not my friends. Yeah. So so okay. So it's it's going on 26 minutes. I wanna um I wanna we're gonna cut we're gonna have two we're gonna turn this into two different shows. And when we come, so we're going to take a break. And when I come, when we come back, I want to ask questions of both of you, both you, V and you, Remy, about the, the experience you just talked about in your own self and how you feel if, if there is, if you can appreciate that kind of a process happening in a man like, like um, Jimmy.
or, yeah. a, man, or a man like me. So yeah. we'll be we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> and welcome back. <laughs> welcome we are back. with Jimmy and me. <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys joined us today. So in the just before the break, we were talking about um, how you two experience yourselves and 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 being, both, being myself. Yes, uh-huh. and both of you put it really really well. V has said it's a dis- it's a discovery, and and from a from a trans 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 attracted trans amorous man myself, and maybe Jimmy will agree, it is a it is a discovery for us too, and so so I, my question to V and to you, Remy, is what is it? Let's see, how do I want to ask this question? I've got there's a couple of questions in my head. So the first question is, so V, when you were looking to date a man, a cis man. Did you consider the possibility that the guy you would be meeting would be somewhat uncomfortable initially in their own trans attraction? And as a result of that, might come off as kind of nervous acting or awkward acting toward you? Um. I have to say that I never really, uh, as when I came out as a trans woman, I mean, literally, I've only been transitioned for eight months. So when I uh, when I came out as a trans woman, I um, I go in on a dating scene with no expectation, but then I get a lot of like you know, just it's just weird notes from people, and you know, like when they see my picture, and they they came they came on onto my profile, and they write me, and they was like, this and this and this and this, and then it turns out I I I was up front on my profile. I was like, you know, I'm a trans woman. Obviously, somebody didn't read it, so <laughs> sometime it caught them as a, in a surprise situation, and they was like, you know, oh, I think you're cool, and something they backed up. Yeah. Some and then some are really rude and some are like extremely, you know, like like you should go to hell for that. You know, I I got all kinds of situations, but the people that actually say nice things to me, but didn't want to date me. That's that's cool. But they say nice things to me. Are very uh, maybe seventy five percent. I would say there's more people that support versus or not support, but like tolerate versus um being angry or feeling like I've cheated them or something like that. So so there was there was some awareness in your mind that men who might respond to you would be in various places around their comfort. Exactly. And even the men who knew you were transgender would probably feel somewhat uncomfortable in their own skin. I think so. I feel, I, I mean, it's not a spoken word, but you, you know, women have six sense, and I feel that, that, that uncomfortable awkwardness, yeah. you know, and, um, it, it's, it's just, no, I mean, like, before you were talking to that person normally, and then all of a sudden there's like a little, not a big elephant, maybe a tiny elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, so the reason why I'm asking these questions, and I want to hear Remy's perspective too, is that you know that I'm I'm in thinking about the guys who are watching this show, and my my thought is that many of them are not where Jimmy and I are in terms of owning who we are. So they're nervous about who they are, and they have this discomfort 
And so it's important, I think, for the men to understand that the women are getting that they're discomfort, that they're uncomfortable. And, and it's important for the guys to know what's going on in the heads of the trans women. Because some trans women, some trans women are making that guy's discomfort about them. They're taking it on personally. personally. Mm-hmm. Yes. And <laughs> other, other trans women have stories about that guy's discomfort. And it's not an accurate story. Like, like maybe they're saying, um, oh, this guy's, this is not a man. This is a, this is a boy. Why doesn't he grow up? And, and what the guy is actually doing, he is trying to grow up. That's why he's dating you. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you there's no such thing as uh, more clear as upright, you know, compared to before. Before, I feel like I was in, in com- kind of con- in a confused state. But now the clarity is is more pronounced, and you can I can say say with certainty exactly what I want. A part of growing older and knowing self discovery too. Yeah. So that so on the in the same way, V, the men are going through a self discovery as well, and sometimes, and the parallels may not be the same, but sometimes, a man going through his discovery about being trans attracted will act awkward and yes they will and shy and they'll do stupid things and they'll say stupid things but that's part of their self-discovery and as we know here at the network it's a dance between the trans women and the trans attracted men that creates ultimately the relationships that we all want to see and part of that dance every once in a while people step on each other's toes right i think a lot more than once in a while at (laughs) least in the beginning for most of us you know I mean, as a trans woman, early on in my transition, or when I first started my transition, um, well, there was two situations kind of happening. I was learning who I was, but I was also frequenting the Velvet Rope, right? So I was going to a sex club here in Portland (laughs) that my friends own, and I ended up starting to work there and everything like that. And so my experience was was with men, first off, right, uh, being, you know, uh, trans, was men who were looking for sex. Yes. And I essentially, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. You know, and my responses would be mixed. You know, um, if a guy... Wait, wait, what do you mean mixed? As in... So, let me finish. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, a guy would say, would you like to go play? And I'm gonna, and I would say, do you realize I'm trans? Oh, wow. I'm not gonna go into a room with someone and, and, and have to kick somebody's ass. It's not going to go down because it's going to go down. Okay. Oh, so, don't get so on the No, don't. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I was up front before we went anywhere that I'm trans. Do you realize to give them that option, that choice? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it was either, oh, no, thanks. I'm straight. Well, so am I, but have a good night. <laughs> um, or it was, yes, I know. I don't care. Or, no, I didn't know, but I don't care. Mm. And so it was a mixed response Mm. from people, you know. And over, as it continued to go on, you know, as time continued to progress, I was out in the world also beginning my transition. So this was all, like, in the very beginning. So now I'm living my life outside of the club as well as a woman. And um, so my experience started being a mixed combination of, people on the streets and people uh, in the club, yeah. right? Yeah. But I wasn't getting 
much attention anywhere from people on the streets <laughs> at first, right? All my attention was coming for the club. I oh, got it. Okay. Okay. Um, but the club, I was getting more and more like negative or what I seemed as negative responses. No thank yous. I'm good. I'm straight, you know, or, or they literally just wanted sex from me. Like that was all, there was no conversation. There was no anything further than that. And, you know, and I was playing on Craigslist and I was doing all that other stuff feeding into the dance. Yes. You know, and it wasn't until I really started my transition and was getting through that, you know, playing with guys on Craigslist, playing with guys in the club and meeting them and then starting to meet people out in the streets that, that I started to realize that they're all on different levels. The guys are all on different levels. Um, and as we've, you know, as since working with here on the network, I've come to realize that the men are in their own transition. Yes. And dealing with the ones that are like at the club, most of them are just in a dark place doing dark things, right? And 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 it's it stays. What happens in the club stays in the club. Yeah. And that's all it was. Yeah. Whatever would be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then I started. You know, people started stopping in traffic to come get my phone number as time went on. You know what I mean? And I started. Yeah, I just started to realize more and more that there was a process on both sides. Yeah. You know, and there were moments in the beginning where I did take some of that personally, you know, okay, he won't go out with me in public. Am I not passable? Right. Is he afraid that someone's going to, what, what Whatever. is that? Yeah. Right. And so some of that was taken on personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I started our process that it all changed around for me. So V, you don't, I presume because you, you, you haven't been, um, I can feel insensitivity coming out of my mouth. And so I'm not going to let it come out. Um, you, you've, you've transitioned, you, you've recently transitioned. And so I, my, my assumption is you haven't had the experiences that Remy is talking about, right? Okay. But I can second the fact that, you know, there's alcohol involved in the club environment. So that definitely helps with the fact that you get more hit, but most of them are negative anyway. So that's well, quality versus quantity. You know what I mean? I had a lot more yeses than nos in the club. In the club. Yeah. You know, but after a while, the nose started to pile up for me. Oh, psychologically. Psychologically, emotionally, yeah. spiritually, yeah. they started to pile up. And so every time I was, you know, do you realize I'm trans? And they'd be like, oh, no, no, thanks, or whatever. Even if it was very polite, yeah. you know. It still um, It still, yeah, it still had a hit to it. Yeah. And so they started to compile. And, you know, they just, even though they were nice, it just felt yeah. so bad. So, so, and that's when men started to become scum to me because that's all they wanted was yes. sex. So that's what know? I was just about to go to. It's like, yeah, so the so the so for the men who are watching the show, it, it's interesting because we we play a role in contributing to the story that trans women have about us. Mm-hmm. And the way but we the, also have a part in the story too. Correct. Each one of us that goes on Craigslist looking for sex and all that other stuff, but then is mad that nobody wants you for more yes. than just sex. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you're feeding into it that you're continuing that story. You're putting momentum into it from your side. Yes. But you're looking at it only outward. Yes. And it's all their fault. Correct. For on both sides. And so it's it's interesting because we talk about um, creating new stories in this context of dating cis trans dating, and and for the men, you know the part of the challenge 
on the man side is trying to understand their own self-discovery, the stories that are emerging from them about who they authentically are, while at the same time, hopefully negotiating that discovery process in a way that doesn't contribute to the stories that the women have about us. And that's where the, that's where the challenge comes, because we're both, we could get really deep, but let's not go there. We're both, the trans women and the trans attracted men, they're both, they both have their own stories and the stories fit like that. And so if we can, and, and it's great when something happens like you two, where your stories are fitting like this and you happen to be compatible relative to where you both are in your, your awareness of each other. And so many other situations where they do fit like this look like a, a, a trans attracted brother who hasn't owned their trans attraction yet. And so he's on the down low. And then a, a trans woman who hasn't necessarily own who she is completely and so she's she's lurking around those dark and shadows trying to find those guys that'll validate her and so when they come together they're a perfect right. she's match. still playing and hooking up with yes. and paying, giving her attentions to that dl brother yes you know what i'm saying yeah the more you are willing to put yourself in that situation the more of that situation you're gonna get that's right and and so for the for the men that are watching this show if you're on the down low there is an opportunity you have in regards to your own self-discovery and also an opportunity in regards to helping the trans woman move forward also. And that's ultimately what all this is about is all of us moving forward in this cooperative way. Right. Wow. We got deep when we were there. We kind of did. <laughs> Hope everyone keeps up with that today. Yes. <laughs> so, so let's see, you guys have been together for how long you said six months? Six yeah. months. Well, wait a minute, but a VU transitioned eight months ago. All right. Oh, wow. So you've been there for the whole beginning. Yeah, for the whole That's thing. That's awesome. That's you've had awesome. that support. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. I was literally, and I had to go through, like, literally, like, Carlson. So I, sometimes I see him with a mustache. It wasn't that bad. It was not pretty. She feels it's a hard time worse than what it was. It was a hard time worse than it was. <laughs> but let's All talk right. about this. Let's Again, talk about this. It's our own personal story. Yeah, it's our own personal story. I told story. her cisgendered women have mustaches too. Now. Yeah. What'd you say, Jimmy? I said cis, cisgendered women have mustaches too. Yes, they do. Oh, and beards. Yes, they do. <laughs> I was working with a woman through the holiday season who had a worse beard than I ever <laughs> yeah, could have exactly. grown before hormones or laser or electrolysis. Like, I never would have had that much. Exactly. So... So Jimmy, yes, they do. <laughs> this is an interesting perspective, Jimmy, because you've been you've been involved with V early in her transition, and um, one of the things that one of the issues among trans attracted trans amorous men is: would you be willing to date a woman who's early in her transition and still presents some aspects of male maleness? And so for the for the men, how do you how I know it's it's been no big of a deal no big deal for you, but try and get a little deeper than that. How does it, how does it, how have you, how have you come to grips with that? Or, I mean, yeah. Right. What goes through your mind? Yeah. What goes through your mind? Oh, what goes through your mind? <laughs> At first, like I said, she was very, very honest. And uh, I knew that she was very um, early in her transition. And uh, I will even say it was, I even, you know, uh, referred to the uh, uh, transportive brotherhood for a little bit of advice, you know, I actually had posted and said, hey, uh, what do you guys think about, you know, 
meeting a woman early in her transition, you know, what's the, do I risk her becoming a completely different person later on than what I'm meeting now? You know, is, is she going to transition and, and, <laughs> and change completely and run off and, and say, well, you know, uh, that was my Bye. biggest concern. <laughs> that really was my biggest concern. Uh, um, you know, as far as physical attraction, she, you know, she was all, she, to me, she was already beautiful. I was already attracted Ooh. to her. There I were, dress as boys sometimes. Yes, I'm trying to tell that story. <laughs> there were, there was a couple times in, uh, that, that she did present uh, for, for you know, whatever reason. I think, what was it? There's many get, reasons, okay? She was going I to get was... a tattoo finished and... I've got the guy that had been working on a tattoo for a long time had only, you know, knew her as a... known her before. Yeah. Uh -huh. And she came out afterwards, and then... Or, or whenever she was waiting for electrolysis, she felt like she needed to dress as a, oh. as, a as a male for... Because she didn't want to have a... Right, because she didn't want to be a lady with a mustache. Even though it wasn't bad, but... <laughs> you know, I knew that there was right. going to be you a... Know, it was just you stubble, because you, you only need a little bit of stubble. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that long. <laughs> you got to grow it out a little bit. It's going to be a whole lot of, uh, of uh, having to step out of uh, my comfort zone yeah. to you know, and, 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 and support her in these, you know, in, in, the, in the beginning of a transition. Something I've never done. Obviously, I had no experience doing, so I just went with it. I've been, you know, supportive as I can, me being a straight guy, I've never, you know, dated a guy, went, you know, so, so when she presented as a male, I really had to think about it, and in the end, to me, it just felt like her, it yeah. was, just, it really was just her, right. and it didn't really affect the way I, I felt, but there was definitely a lot of, uh, man, I love it, we go out to eat, we would go to dinner, and, uh, she would be so paranoid and nervous about being clocked, you know, and it, she would literally just spill food and, and, and I did not spill have coffee food. explode all over the place somehow. I and I would be like, I'd have to like grab her and be like, it's okay. <laughs> you, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it, awesome. And, and, you know, girl, you're lucky crazy. to have someone, be so supportive in your early transition. So many of us have no one. Yeah. Have right. no one. And then it isn't until you've got yourself together that you're like even looking for somebody else. Yeah. You know, at least personally. I thought I, I was looking saying, ready for somebody else, but I wasn't ready until a certain point, you know, truthfully. Yeah, I consider myself very privileged. I could, there's as many things. I've got family, friends that supports and Jimmy. Aww. I mean, seriously. I cannot tell you enough that, you know, there is way more difficult situation that turns when that to go through. Just the fact that there's so many challenges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't go to the same place that you go to, just risk of, you know, having people knowing you and attacking you, that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. There's some argument among... There's some argument among, among trans-attracted men that it's actually advantageous to meet a woman who's in early in her transition because if, if you can, if you can see the woman that is in her and that woman that you can see is attractive and then help her 
move through that process. But what Jimmy is saying also is that there's this risk potentially that the trans woman after she actually transitions and becomes the full woman that she knows she is might no longer see Jimmy or not Jimmy, but might no longer see the guy as attract as her type or whatever and decide to leave. And so there's a huge amount of risk on the part of the trans attracted man, man to date someone like that initially. Makes sense, but there's a risk in any relationship. Well, yeah, yeah, right. That yeah, that yeah. happens that you take. I mean, when you're taking a risk to get into a relationship, because who knows where it's going to go? Whether right. it's a, it's a cis het relationship or or trans attracted trans amorous relationship yeah. or or whatever. Yeah. A triad. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But you know, and again, our stories change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so though our stories might have fit here and you've helped her get through her transition, you know, now her story's up here and maybe we don't match anymore. Yeah, and that's and that's the that's the key, at least from from my standpoint, relative to the stories we talk about. It you know, stories are always changing and that means relationships are always changing. And it's not I think no offense to the Christians out there, but I think the the Christian story of what relationships are supposed to be, this death do you part, is a distortion most relationships because they grow unless the people within the relationships grow too <coughs> the people are going to grow apart because the stories are changing right and they're always changing and so and most do you know most yeah. people grow in very even within a marriage for 30 years yeah excuse me can grow in very different directions yeah 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 you know and but because of Maybe your religion or your culture or whatever tells you that you're there. It's death to you, you know, till death. Yes. So you stay in it unhappy. Suffering. Right. Yeah. Suffering. Yeah. I'm doing it for the kids. You know, once they're grown, blah, blah, blah. That's always this excuse. But I think that's bullshit personally, personally, you know, if you do what's right for you, it's going to be what's right for your kids. Cause what child wants to grow up watching your parents argue and fight or yeah. beat each other all the time? Yeah. Like, Think about that psychological situation. Yeah. The divorce might be the healthy situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you have to trust that your child will be able to understand that and, and teach them in a way and talk to them in a way to help them to understand that. You know, Mommy and daddy both love you, but mommy and daddy don't love each other the same way anymore. Yeah. And it's time for us to go separate directions, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's just how I feel. So Jimmy and V, what's up? What's up for you guys in the future? Are you probably just living in the now and loving where you're at right now? But when I'm you... honeymooning. Yes, they're living in the now. <laughs> Good job. Best place. Best place to live, anyway. Honeymoon. Anyway, I do want to make a point that um, when a trans in that kind of relationship, a trans woman also has to be honest with herself what she likes and what she dislikes. If she's not clear about it, then she's not ready for a relationship. She needs to be upfront about it. In my situation, I already, I've, I've already known what I want in a relationship. I already have a set requirement. I can't find a word, but you know what I mean. A must-have. Yeah, must-have. She focused on her story. Yeah. You know, you, you wrote the story you wanted about the kind of person you wanted. Yeah. And then that type of person has come into your life. That's that's, and that's, that's, how, it that's how it works. Good yeah, job. like I said, that day, you know, sometimes uh, I mean, sometimes I feel like hooking up. Sometimes I feel like just having a conversation and get up there and get attention. Sometimes I feel like having a conversation in order to have a relationship. 
really, it just varies randomly. But the thing is, you know, if you know what you want, if that thing's come along, you grab it. Yeah. Amen. You know, you made a good point. Amen. You made a good point, B, for the for the trans women that are watching the show about knowing what you want um, and and being true to that and and being clear, like having clarity. And some trans women, as they go through their transition, they don't have clarity. So, and that's when you buy the trans woman's guide to finding your ideal partner because it will help you get there. It's true. It will. Yes. It will help you get there. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, the, I'm proof in the pudding. Yeah. And, and in the meantime, if, if you, for the trans women, and I wish Remy was saying this instead of me because it would have more credibility, but for the trans women, if, you, if you're unsure of, of yourself and unsure of what you're wanting, other, if, you're, if you're wanting a man, but you're unsure about anything else about that man other than what I just said, then you probably should be hanging out by yourself and trying to figure out yourself before you start trying to involve men. Well, right, because if all you put out there is, I want a man, well, then you're going to get all sorts of different types of men. That's right. Not the one you really want. But you know what? Early on, that can be the right thing. It could be helpful. Because it can help you to write your story. You date this one guy, and he turns out to be this, that, or the other, and then you go, okay, I don't, I definitely don't want people with that characteristic. Yeah. And so you've changed your story. Yep. And then you meet the next person, and you go, okay, he's got this that I do want, but he's got a lot of this that I don't want. So now... We've changed our story again, right? Yep. And now we've moved on again, and we find somebody else. And, okay, now this person has a lot more of the qualities that I'm looking for, okay? Now our this lasts, like, a longer relationship. But then it gets to a point where you're not ready to make the commitment that I want or whatever. So then you've changed your story again, right? Yep. And you've, you've, you've edited that same story, that one story. You've edited over and over and over again. And that's the point. And, and just for the men who heard what Remy just said. Same for you guys. The same men, thing. The men that are going through that process with that trans women, woman, those men aren't being used. Those men are having the same exact experience exactly. that the trans woman's having. Exactly. And so everyone is benefiting from the dance. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because as, as the gentleman should be, okay, she was this that I wanted. She was that that I wanted, but she was also she this. That. Yeah. So I know I don't want this, yes. whatever that is. Yeah. Right. And so now he's edited his story for the next woman that comes along and okay, she meets this requirement, this requirement, this requirement, but there's this, there's this, and there's this, right. you know, can I deal with it? Can I not deal with it? I can deal with it for a little while. Now I can't deal with it anymore. Right. So you've edited your story again. And then the next person comes along. It's that, again, it's that story changing. And, and, and meeting up together, you know? Speaking of meeting up together, I want to ask Jimmy a question. Um, and, and you can say you don't want to answer it, but we're gonna, this is going to be the last question. You, for a short time, you dated Mari. Yes. Yeah. And so based on what Remy and I were just saying, do you get a sense that the relationship you had with Mari prepared you for the relationship you now have with B? Uh, most definitely. Um, I think that had it not been my experience with Mari, I probably would not have been, uh, you know, as prepared or understand what I understand now when I when I had met uh, V. Um, she taught me a lot, you know, um, you know, I, you know, a lot of things I never even thought of. Can you give an um, a couple examples, or is it too personal? Well, no, no. Um, you know, for instance. Uh, just like, you know, for instance, just how, how, how destructive the, the download thing can be, you know, and they're hearing the experiences from, you know, her and Mari about, you know, 
download guys or guys who would want to be with them but don't want to be with them. Right. You know, things like that. that you know, I think that that's you know not, that that's destructive to the guy and and the woman. Um, you know, uh, but also uh, just really learning to talk to a uh, to a trans woman and express yourself in a way that that they feel comfortable. And, you know, um, you know, I didn't really understand in the beginning that there was such a risk of them going on a date and that person just you know murdering them. You know, things like that. You know, I was like. And it blew my mind when I, and, and then the later found out that could be used as a, like a defense in court, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, so then, you know, that kind of made a lot of sense. Like, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being in a position to where I have to be afraid who I go on a date with because I might not come back alive, you know? I mean, we've been in the military, you know, that's one thing, but just going on a date, come on. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was. I learned a lot, you know, and uh, I, I think I think a lot of the stuff I learned was instrumental in in uh, meeting V and being able to, to, you know, have this relationship. So, so what Remy was saying then is is perfectly worked out for you in the sense that you you met you you had some stories before you met Mari. You met Mari and refined your stories, and that prepared you for the relationship you're now having with V. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really good. Well, we're we're out of time. So thank you so much for being on the show with us. It was great to meet you, V. I mean, we know Jimmy. Um, you know Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you both. I'm not Be a guest on the Transamers Network podcast. Send an email to info at transamersnetwork.com. You've been listening to the Transamers Network podcast. The Transamers Network podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamers Network. Listen to the Transamers Network podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more information on living a joyful, positive, and desire-fulfilled life, or finding love in relationship, family, or within yourself, visit the Transamers Network on the web at transamersnetwork.com, on YouTube at Transamers Network, or on Tumblr at transamersnetwork.tumblr. <laughs>